Welcome to the creative brain of Dean Hawk. Get ready to be challenged, inspired, and equipped to become a better ministry leader. Hey, welcome to this month's edition of the Dean Hawk Leadership Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, this month, we are diving into one of my favorite subjects of my ministry career, and it's on creative leadership. How do we develop, how do we grow that creative mindset and doing ministry in a creative way? And so we need to, we need to take the lid off of our thinking, and we need to begin to think outside of the box. One of the things that, that I love about when we look back in history is Charles H. Duell was the U.S. Patent Commissioner in 18, 1899, and he made this statement. He wanted to shut down the patent office because he said this, everything that can be invented has been invented <laughs> in 1899. I think we've made a few more inventions since then. In 1923, the Nobel Prize winner in physics, Robert Millikan, said this, there is no likelihood that man can ever tap the power of the atom. He said it's off the chart, can't be done. Well, we've learned and we know that, that what seemed impossible is possible. And so here's my challenge. What is there that we could do to reach people who have never thought about coming to church, don't even see our church when they drive down the street? What could we do that would cause people to come to church that they've never come to church? One of my favorite examples of this is Pizza Hut. And it, I remember the year exactly. It was 1994. I never went to Pizza Hut. I didn't like Pizza Hut. I went carry out or, or, or have uh, delivered Pizza Hut pizza. It wasn't on the radar. And that was in my prime youth pastor days when pizza was part of my standard diet. But Pizza Hut did something that made me come to their restaurant. They put cheese in the crust and developed stuffed crust. They revolutionized uh, an, an industry that had been the same for years. Thin crust, thick crust, New York style, Chicago style, but it's basically the same. And watch this. They took what a lot of us would throw back in the box, the crust, and they made it the most valuable thing on the pizza, that everybody wanted to eat the crust with the cheese that had been stuffed in there. What is the stuffed crust idea that we can do as church leaders to get people to come back to church. So let's talk about, as we look at Genesis chapter one and two and three, what does creativity do for us? When we look that the earth was void and without form, point number one is it breaks the past. Creativity breaks the past. Whatever has been there, the, the earth was null and void and without form. And look what a creative God did with that, with that world that was here. It's beautiful. It's abundant. It's flourishing. And what are those ideas that, that we could turn a tired auditorium um, and, and, and uh an ugly lobby. What could we do to bring something up to speed either naturally or physically? Or what could we do that would cause more people to be intrigued about coming to church? Number two, creativity brings light and illumination. 
It brings light and illumination. The first thing God said is, let light be. And that light exploded. When you get a creative idea, a creative sermon, a creative illustration, it helps the light bulb go on in your head and it helps people see and understand things that they didn't understand before. Jesus was infamous for his parables when he said, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is like, and he would take a natural illustration. He would take something out of their culture to convey a heavenly truth. Let's be that as communicators of the gospel. Number three, creativity, it breeds, it breeds variety, diversity, and innovation. In Genesis chapter one, we see where God begins to create all of the animals and he brings them before Adam so that he can name them. And I'm gonna tell you what, if you don't feel creative, take a trip to the zoo this afternoon. Take a trip with the zoo to, with your kids this weekend. When you see the zebra and the giraffe and the baboon with the neon orange butt, you go, man, God, what were you thinking? But the diversity that is there just in our animal kingdom, in our reptile kingdom, in, in our fish kingdom, when you see that diversity, you go, there's got to be room for a new idea. Number four, it breathes, it breathes life. It, it, it says in John 20, 22, and Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. In Genesis, God breathed into Adam and he became a living being. When we get a creative idea, it breathes life into tired programs and, and it gives CPR to our weekly messages and it, and it will draw others into that breath of life. Number five, creativity, it births victory. It births victory. When a God-inspired create, creative idea comes, victory is sure to follow. I love the story of Gideon and, and his 32,000 men reduced down to 10,000 men and ultimately reduced down to 300 men. But when God positioned them in that canyon, in that mountain range, and they smashed their pots, they raised their torches, and they all began to yell, God knew the power of echo. And 300 sounded like 300,000. And it brought victory in that situation. And so as, as we get a creative idea, it will give birth to uh, new and creative things in our church and our ministry, and it will cause new victories to abound. So what does it take? What, is a, what does a creative leader look like? What is an out-of-the-box leader? What are, what are the elements that we're even, and the attributes that we're looking for? Well, let me share these seven with you real quick. Number one, a creative leader uses something ordinary to create something extraordinary. The, the, the crowning, the crowning point of creation was not animals, not the fish, not the trees, not the mountains. The crowning glory of creation is the human being. And what did God create man from? The lowliest thing on earth, he made him from dust. And see, the lie is that you got to have a big budget. You got to have a lot of money to be creative. No, you can be a creative leader with no budget or a low budget. God used dirt 
to create the crowning glory of creation. You can, if you got a creative idea, it doesn't have to be expensive. Number two, a creative leader sees beyond the present to a desired result or an idea. When, when God looked at the earth in, in verse two, and the earth was void and without form, God saw beyond the current and what we see and experience today was in the heart and the mind of God before it ever came to be. The stars, the universe, the planets, the sun, the, the, the trees, the mountains, the rivers, the oceans. God had a vision for it before it ever came to pass. Number three, a creative leader is not content. They're always looking for ways to add, to improve, or enhance and upgrade. You see, creativity is a, is a progression. Um, I, God didn't do it all in one day, and I think it was a message to us. Could have he? I think he probably could have. He's God. But I think we see progre that progression over a six-day period that God's saying, start with an idea, that I'll come to my creative team meeting, and I'll say, guys, I'm thinking about this, and I'll, and I'll lob it out to the middle of the table. And then someone will, will say, pull, and they start shooting holes in it. And yes, it's easy to go, but, 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 but my original idea. And somebody else will say, yeah, now there's a hole in it, but I think we need to add this. But wait, if we do that, we could, we, I think we should do this. And what was a good idea an hour later comes away as a great idea. Because we got together, we weren't content with just say, hey, let's do this. We threw it out there. We said, let's beat it up. How can we make this a great idea? Number four, a creative leader surrounds themselves with other creative people. You heard me just mention my creative team, and I've only in the past two years been able to have such a beast as, as a part of my team. Um, it doesn't have to be. Some of them are employees, some of them are part-time employees, but it's my team that comes together. When I'm, when I'm planning on, for right now, it's October, and I'm planning on my 2020 series, I have some ideas of some names for those series, but man, we're, we're kind of wordsmithing, beating those down, trying to come up with what would communicate, what would capture people's attention, what would maybe draw uh, their eye on social media, what would create interest, and, and, and so they're helping us come up with that creative idea. I believe creativity was a team. You had the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit working together in the creation of our world as we know it. And then number five, they never reject a thought, idea, no matter how ridiculous it seems. They never reject a thought or idea, no matter how ridiculous it seems. I want to read to you a, a story that maybe you've heard years ago, but I think it conveys the, the attribute of this. Many years ago, there were two friends who were out for a drive in the country. They drove off the main road through a grove of trees and then into a large uninhabited expanse of land. There were a few horses grazing nearby and a couple of old shacks that still stood on the empty land. Walter, who was driving the car, got out and began to describe in vivid detail the wonderful things that he wanted to build there. Uh, he, he wanted his friend Arthur to buy some of the surrounding land so that he could also participate in the investment by getting in on the ground floor. Arthur thought to himself, who is going to drive 25 miles into the country for this crazy project of Walter's? 
Walter continued to explain to his friend Arthur that he could handle the main project himself, but it would take all of the money that he had. Walter told Arthur that in just a few years, the land surrounding his project would be filled with hotels and restaurants and convention halls to accommodate all of the people that would be coming to spend their entire vacation at Walter's Park. He told Arthur that he wanted him to have the first chance at the surrounding acreage because in the next five years, it'll increase in value several hundred times. What could I say? I knew he was wrong, Arthur tells the story today. I knew that he had let his dream get the best of his common sense. So I mumbled something about a tight money situation and promised that I'd look into the whole thing a little later on. Later on, it'll be too late, Walter cautioned Arthur as they walked back to the car. You better move on it right now. And so Art Linkletter turned down the opportunity to buy up all of the land that surrounded what was to become Disneyland. His friend, Walt Disney, tried to talk him into it, but Art thought he was crazy. Never shoot down a crazy idea. Number six, a creative leader, they bum, borrow, buy, or bust to get a creative idea. That means uh, whatever it takes, I'm not ashamed to use or borrow somebody else's idea. If I hear you preach an incredible sermon with awesome illustration, I'm going to preach it to my church like it's the first time that, I've, that I'm delivering it. I'm going to preach it like it's my very own. You say, well, I don't want to preach somebody else's material. Well, then you can't preach the Bible because Paul got a word from the Holy Spirit and he penned the letters to the Roman church and the, and the church in Colossae and the church in Corinth. We can't preach the Bible. It's, it's, it's somebody else's word. And so, and as you know, if you listen to my podcast, I put all of my sermon materials, outlines, handouts, PowerPoints, sermon graphics, video openers. It's all online at DeanHawk.com for free. And yes, you might take it and make it 10 times better than what I taught it. But for those of you that are bivocational, maybe it could help you in your study time and give you a springboard in building that sermon series. And then lastly, number seven, they inspire their staff, their volunteers, and their members to also be creative. Here's what I've learned. Creativity is contagious. Don't be afraid or intimidated by someone else on your team of getting a good idea. And make sure that your team doesn't settle for mediocrity. What are we going to do to, to rally our team for creative ideas, to grow our serving teams, to expand our volunteers, to improve our services, to, to uh, uh, increase our effectiveness and our outreach to the community. So last, last thing I want to share with you before you check me out is what does it take to get out of the box and develop creativity in your life. Dean, I, I want to be a more creative person. I'm going to give you five quick things as we wrap this up. Number one, it takes time. And I know that's not what you wanted to hear. But we as ministers and pastors and youth pastors, we can wing it. We're pretty good at, hey, give me an idea, boom, and, and then we can whip something out. But I have found the more time I will invest, the more time I will invest in spending time with the creator, ideas blossom. When I go to the 
author of creativity. And I spend time in God's presence, ideas blossom. And, and, and we see that, that Adam named all the animals. How did he know how to, what to name them all? Because he had been spending time with the creator. It probably became very easy. Second thing it takes is it takes faith. What are you believing, expecting, and anticipating to receive from God? God, I need a creative idea. God, I need a creative plan. God, we need to raise some money for this project. How can I? Yes, there's some, there's some great systems and capital campaigns that are out there. But God, I want your creativity that will minister life to my family, my church body. What will speak the, the loudest to them and rally their hearts for this cause? Thirdly, it takes the removal of limitations and boundaries. You've, you've got to get out of the box. You've got to remove the boundaries. And we've got to see God as an unlimited God that he is and take God out of the box. That it, in Ephesians 3, we all know it, that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or even think. God's thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. But we, when we can tap in to that source, I'm telling you, ideas are going to come. And number four, it takes planning, preparation, and development of an idea. Back in my youth ministry days, I would I I was a I was a really bad procrastinator. Now I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a much healthier procrastinator. I can still procrastinate, but I do it much 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 less than I used to. And so I would prepare my sermon right up to the Wednesday night or the Sunday morning that I was going to be doing that youth service. And and an hour before, I get this creative idea, this creative illustration, and I didn't have time to find it, to buy it, to order it, to get it. And so I delivered a good sermon that was maybe had 70% of the potential. If I'd given it more time to, to ferment, if I'd given it more time to, to process and to develop, it, it could have been a much, much better sermon. And so uh, uh, give it time, give it preparation, plan ahead your sermon series, um, and, and I'm going to be doing a podcast coming up in the future on, on how I write and I develop my sermon series and, and how I find the material and develop the material and how I study and put those things together. That will be coming on a podcast to you soon. And let's wrap it up with number five. It takes W-O-R-K. It does take work to be creative. Uh, here's what we know. Creation is the birth of something new. And any woman listening to this podcast knows that giving birth to something new took work. It took labor to bring forth that new baby, that new creative being. And so successful people make themselves do what they hate to do. Everyone wants the blessings of God. Everyone wants the creativity of God, but they're always not willing to put forth the effort. We need to, to give it time, we need to do the work so that we can create a fully uh, creative idea and present it in our ministry outlets. All right. Hey guys, the creative leadership, that's going to wrap it up. We're out of time. Thanks for listening. Please pass this on to somebody else and uh, listen to us. Watch us in iTunes 
Uh, we're also on YouTube that you can check out the videos there. And of course, DeanHawk.com has the podcast and all of our ministry resources. God bless you guys. Have a great month. Thank you for joining us today. For a free sermon series and teaching outlines by Pastor Dean, visit us at DeanHawk.com. Be sure and join us next month as we continue our growth on leadership. 